self and social awareness. These are two characteristics of people that I absolutely love speaking to and I absolutely love coaching. The reason being is that certainly through my own journey, taking a look at the rest of the world and the human behaviors, what's going wrong, what's going right, and understanding that accountability is paramount to our progression as individuals and collectively, sometimes we forget we are part of that mix. And sometimes we forget that actually we just need to focus on getting our best life in order to bring more bestness to the rest of the world. That's why I love coaching people who are about equality and about happiness and joy for every single human being on this planet. Welcome to the Social Cohesion Podcast. My name is Daniel Holly. I hope you enjoy these episodes. If there's one thing I love more than coaching social and self-aware people, it's coaching coaches in the social and self-awareness space. Louisa Duran is a coach, educator and consultant in the area of diversity and inclusion and has done so fiercely for quite some time. What I recognize in the most familiar way in what she brings to this conversation is we can get in a place in our head where the structures around us can be very real, but can also have a very real impact on us and we can internalize them. For example, in a workspace, even if a manager says there is no hierarchy here, they can very easily impose a culture of hierarchy and whether they like it or not, that can be seen. I myself have worked in a place where the senior team would say they don't believe in politics, but in conversations and in meetings, their language and attitude was very political. And with that internalization of that, that's where the blockages can kick in. So in this conversation, we're going to take a look at those challenges that Louise is facing and see what she can do about them. So, Louisa Duran, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, we'll see if that's what you feel at the end. <laughs> good point, good point. <laughs> so, at the end of this conversation, how do you want to feel? I don't know if you can feel this thing because it's not like a feeling, but I'm just going to say the first thing that came to my brain, um, which was, which is again, also not a word now that I think about it, but <laughs> I want to feel like planned. Like that's actually, a, that's a real word I can think of, like guided, like in terms of um, like having a direction, at least in my brain of like next steps. So that's not a feeling, but that's where I want to be. Mm. I guess like existing in a place of clarity. And I mean, this feels like a silly question because, um, because we have our backgrounds, right? We have our relationship already. How much, what percentage of your decisions come from intuition? Most probably more than should. <laughs> um, like ninety percent. 
Okay. All right. then. So what I'm going to invite you to do here is, uh, should we do this? Do you feel like you would need to do a quick body check before we go into talking to your intuition right now? Mm, I don't need it. I'm happy to do it if it helps you help me through the process, but I'm very tapped into my body on a regular basis. So. Fantastic. And when you, when you speak of intuition, where does it usually come from? Um, I call it my heart space, but that's not really where it is, but like, that's what I call it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's literally like the feels. So it's a combination of not only like what my soul and spirit. So that's literally in my heart space are telling me. And then I also, so it's like the intersection of heart space. So soul and spirit, and then also like physical response. Um, I, I very much pay attention to the things like, you know, whether it's an actual trauma response or whether it's like nerves, sweaty palms, like feeling cold, like whatever those things are. So the intersection of those two things. Okay. Let's talk to that right now. All right. Get an answer right out of it. Let's see if we can find an answer out of it. Okay. So as best you can, ask the question to that intuition, speak to it directly. What's the plan? What is the next step? That's a big ass question. Oh, um, it's it's saying like acceptance, and I I know right. Like, let me I'll, I'll elaborate that for you. A, a little bit more but it's like my my intuition like everything inside of me is just saying it's almost less about like what do I do and how do I get through this and more about just like accepting the parts of me that are real and like trusting that does that make sense absolutely yeah So what's going to get in the way of you listening to that right now? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's where my brain then went. My brain was like, but I'm like, no, shut up. <laughs> there is no, but it just gave us an answer. Um, so my brain, Your brain. <laughs> that's the 10%, Your brain. Okay. the 10% that is not right. Like my, my brain, even though it's like, I only listen to it probably 10%, right. In terms of the balance of intuition, mm-hmm. heart space versus brain space. Um, is, much smaller, but my brain is real loud. Mm-hmm. And it is, it outsmarts my intuition, my heart space sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I can talk my way out of a paper bag, as you know. You are a master. And I do that to myself sometimes. And that's what gets in the way. Okay. So I'm, I'm only saying this for the listener, not necessarily uh, for yourself, as you're aware of this. The brain space is indeed a noisy place. And if we don't understand our intuition or we don't get to in touch with our gut feeling, then of course the brain space is incredibly loud. It tries to rationalize. It tries to make logic. It tries to make sense. It tries to make everything the way it wants to be. We could call it the ego if we like. We could call it that. And as Louisa is explaining, sometimes it's real loud. 
But as I've said, I know I've said this previously, the intuition is clarity. There is no noise, there is no mess, there is nothing there. There's only an answer. So how does that noise, Louisa, how does that noise get in the way exactly? What happens in the day where, where the noise kicks in? I mean, it can be like the smallest of things, right? But like if I'm, if I'm doing a thing um, or I'm responding to, and I, actually I see this more so like when I'm responding in like reactionary moments, because I'm always very um, not calculated in like a, you know, an evil way, mm -hmm. but like I, I try to be very thoughtful and mindful of how I respond to all the things. Um, and I ask myself like, oh, well, what is, what is like heart space need, right? Like what does your body need? Um, and like respond accordingly. And then the brain space will be like, ah, ah, ah. But if you do that, if you do X, then Y. And if Y occurs, then Z. And if Z occurs, well, chaos. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can you fix it? And then I, I start to like play out all of these absurd scenarios, which like I can name as like, this is absurd, this is not gonna happen. But as you just said, and as we know, like the brain does what it does regardless of whether rationally you're like, no, like that's not gonna happen. Like you're not gonna get attacked by a flock of seagulls and they're not gonna get carried off to like their ruler. But like my brain will do things like that, even though my, you know, logically like, and that's an, like a, just an example. It's not like actually the kind of things I think, but um, so my brain does that. Mm. And so then what ends up happening, like I said, my brain is really loud. Um, and then the narrative always, well, not always, a lot of times ends up being like, well, you are your brand. Everything that you do impacts your livelihood. Everything that you do impacts if people work with you or don't. Everything that you do you know, every way that you show up, everything that you say, and especially with like the internet, mm. you know, like that's forever. So, you know, you might need XYZ. Heart space might be saying XYZ right now, but brain space is always holding on to parts of that. And sometimes brain space wins. And like, that's where the conflict is coming for, for me is because a lot of the times like heart space will be like, I give a fuck about those people. Like, you know, those aren't the people that I would want to work with anyways. Mm. If they're not going to understand that, like, I was having a trauma response or I felt like I had to do da-da-da-da-da because of whatever, whatever. Those aren't people that I want, you know, around me as clients and community. Mm. Um, but brain space still wins sometimes. And that's like, that's why I'm trying to figure that out. Even the fact that I have the question that I have is like, why do I even care? Why do you care? I don't, I know, ah! I knew you were gonna ask me that. You're so annoying and so good. <laughs> um, why do I care?
this is like this fucked up brain moment where I'm like, I knew that was coming as soon as I said it. And I like, wasn't, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't, I hope, I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know that's not how this works, but (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah. Why do I care? I, so if I get like really deep into it, I think part of it is, you know, I have this whole thing around, um, you know, and Audre Lorde has said it, like you can't dismantle the master's tools or the the master's house with the, with the master's tools, right? And so I'm constantly, just in general as a human person, trying to be really cognizant and aware of the ways in which I'm like reproducing tools of dehumanization in any kind of way. And then, so next layer to that, right, is like when I'm, because really like on a, in a sociological framework, it's, you know, being presented, it, it, all of this comes up when I am in opposition um, or I'm in the marginalized role mm. in a power dynamic, right? So mm. like with men, with white folks, um, is like when this conflict arises of like heart space versus brain space. And so like, so then the next layer is like, have I have I allowed knowingly or not, right? Like because shit, we all swim in the waters of this society. Like we all get patterned and need to be repatterned. That's why coaching is important. Like I know all of that. And have I allowed the waters, so to speak, right? To like be so deeply absorbed that like I think I've done the work. I think I've dehydrated out all of the like, you know, bad shit and I've decolonized, but like is there something left and is the reason that I'm showing up in certain ways because like, do I have more work to do? Have I allowed this system to like harden me? Have I, you know, like, am I giving people the space to be human? Like those are all the questions that are, that are in my head. So it's like, I'm not even sure that I quote unquote care. Like I don't really ever care what people think about me. Mm -hmm. You know, I care if they've been hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'll restore that harm. Like I know I have the toolkit to do that, but like when people care think about me, like, oh the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what I care about. And like I if I like really get to the root of it, the the wondering is around do I still not f- have the tools to feel safe enough to not have to like show up a little bit more assertive or aggressive or like quote unquote overly dominant so that because I can recognize the power dynamic and so that I'm like well fuck that like I'm gonna level up a little bit because your inherent you know your identity privilege inherently makes you quote unquote more dominant in this power dynamic so Mm. now I have to level up to like show you like you know I'm not the one or whatever (laughs) like you Mm. know what I mean yeah that was like a full ramble but that's like just what heart heart and brain space are both saying if i may that that sounds in the way that you said it actually sounded more brain space Mm. and the reason is because your heart space said from the get-go acceptance Mm. and that word when you hear this back and you the listener when you play this back you can hear that word needing to be dropped in at multiple points throughout everything you just said. Even the part, I'm going to go back just to that last bit. Right? Okay. 
So because of the dynamic you're in, they have that immediate pedestal, mm -hmm. right? And that's, of course, you know, from everything that you know, everything you've learned, everything you understand. So you feel you need to double down the pedestals in order to let them know you're not the one. Right. What if, what if you don't need a pedestal? What if your heart space is actually saying acceptance is not about accepting the pedestal that they're standing on. It's accepting that you have made it this far by already having the power, the tools, the presence, the knowledge to be able to stand in front of that person and do exactly what you've done and be exactly who you need to be. It's an awfully powerful reframe, Daniel Holly. I wish people could see me so they understand why I'm quiet because <laughs> I'm like in my brain, like very deeply right now. Well, and my like, and my body, because as soon as you said it, I was like, it's this thing where even my brain was like, bro, you already know that. You know what I mean? And my body was like, um, we've been trying to tell you, <laughs> you know, it was like, it was that moment of like, actually heart and brain space being like, I like that because then that does allow me to just, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like we can't survive in this society or like, let me say that differently. We're, it's built for us to just survive, but we can't excel if we don't just accept that things are the way they are and like find the best way just to like navigate them, dismantle, topple, blah, 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 blah. So it's like if I've already yeah, gotten to where I am because I've accepted like shit is fucked up. Like and it just is what it is. Mm. I like that. And like my my nervous system likes it too. Okay. Great, thanks, bye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> So, you really fucked me up with that one, Daniel. Hold on, I gotta sit with it for like a second more. Sit away. Because it seems so. It's like you said it, and it's just like, duh. You know what I mean? Like it seems just so right there, and yet it's like, okay. What I think maybe this is like the I want to feel like quote unquote clarity around next steps, like because then my my. Even my nervous system is like, okay, well then what do you need in moments? Like what toolkit do you need or affirmation or whatever do you need in those moments when it does come up where brain space is like, ah, 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 you know, to be like, no, no, no. Like we have this reframe. We're powerful as fuck. Chill out. Like laissez-faire. It'll be fine. So like that, that's where my like brain goes. It's like, yes all of that is true. And how do I make sure that I'm always like tapping back into that? Hmm. Sorry. Okay. Continue. I'm ready. Watching you go over that, I perhaps lost my way. So I now need to recollect <laughs> a little bit myself. Okay. Okay. Next steps. 
and I am going to be that person. Okay. How are you going to hold yourself <laughs> to this? I mean, first and foremost, like it's something I'm committed to, right? Like it's something that I had already really been kind of like working through in, in my brain. And as we know, no matter how good of a coach you are, like you can coach yourself. For sure. Right. For sure. Um, which is why I was like, Ooh, yes, let's do this. Um, so one is like, I'm committed to it. The next thing is, cause what is really helpful for me is always like in those moments. Cause I also have, and I think we've talked about it, but just so like the listeners have framework. Um, mm. I have, uh, I hate when people say like, oh, you suffer from anxiety disorder. Like I don't suffer from it. Like it exists and it's real. And like, I have the tools to navigate it. I'm not suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, cause words mean things. Uh, so I have anxiety. Yeah. So Um, What I have found in general for me, what is like really useful is like having, some people call them affirmations. For me, it's just like a phrase, like, you know, mantra, whatever, that one like reminds me because a lot of times, like when my heart space is like, can be quote unquote overpowered by brain space, it's typically because I haven't used one of my like self-soothing tools, right? So like, you know, because then your brain kicks in. Um. So I think I would, I I have to spend some time formulating like a really, it's never easy, but like a simple phrase around this reframe Mm -hmm. that feels like really true and really authentic. And that will just remind me, right? Like you can show up as softly or as vulnerably as you want to in every space. Cause that's truly who I am. Like, you know, me behind the scenes, like that's very much who I am as a person authentically absolutely so it's like you you can show up in your in your softness and your vulnerability and like you know your like love first kind of attitude Mm. despite all of the power dynamics and all of the things that you know are true like because you have the power and the tools and the language and the knowledge to not only like protect yourself but right, like navigate any situation. So it's like, I have to find a version of the, like a synthesized version of that for myself where it's like when those moments come up. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the things come up, like even amongst like my friends, like I have, you know, that like friend you've had since like forever. That's like your cousin, like mm-hmm. you're not really cousins, but your cousin, you know how it goes. Yeah. 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 So my fam, um, we like all went on an outing and there's three boys, godbrother, cousin, play cousin, and myself. And one of them was just like being real out of pocket. Um, and he definitely was like doubling down on some like toxic masculinity okay. kind of like taught, right? Like the heteronormative, like, yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean, right? Yeah. And I was like, originally it was like a little pushback, a little pushback. And then I like full banged on him. Mm. Right. Because in that exact moment, it was like, oh, you're doing that dude thing. Like, and, and not that like to gender it, but like, that's what it is. Right. It's traits of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And so I felt the need to like double down on like assertiveness and aggression. And then it was a whole thing. And then afterwards we like, obviously we talked about it and we fixed it. But like looking back, I'm like, I want to be a version of myself where I can show up in that moment. And instead of my brain being like, finish him, 
you know, like my, <laughs> my heart space being able to say like, Hey bro, when you say these things, it makes me feel like X, Y, Z, and I don't feel safe in these moments anymore. And it makes me shut down or like whatever version of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to find the thing that, that makes me be able to stay rooted in that, like the phrase. That was a very long answer, but I think that it feels right for me. Are you going to feel like you'd be able to pick up that phrase here or would you want to go away, explore, give it some time? We can start to piece it together for sure. It might morph, obviously, as all things do. Mm -hmm. um, stay tuned, listeners. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I am. Um, yeah, we can definitely work through it. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I could just start with, would you want acceptance to be in the phrase? No. Only because when I hear the word acceptance, it sounds like, like, and, and we're always, always doing our work, right? Mm -hmm. but acceptance sounds like still sounds like in the process of okay that's how my you know that's how i initially just like it feels to me like i need to do this thing okay. versus like i've done this thing i see so like right now i'm like in the process of acceptance but like if i get this phrase it's like you've accepted it and i that's how i want it to feel and I don't want to give my brain the opportunity to do the thing that it does where it's like, oh, but that word, you know, me and my linguistic nerd self. No, I get it. Yeah. I don't want to give it an out and I know it'll take it. Hmm. May I make a suggestion? You, of course. Okay. Because I'm thinking, why does it have to be a statement? Oh, as opposed to? A, a simple question. Okay. And if you're able to get the question, the question becomes an answer of itself. Mm. So when the moments come up, you can simply ask, who is Weezy? Oh. Right. Because I've already, I've already said, and I know that like behind all the extra, the other things, like it's like love and softness and vulnerability and all of that. And even by asking the question, it actually gives you pause because you mm. can make a statement while running into battle. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I know what you mean. <laughs> Peace and love and tranquility. Yes. absolutely. Yes. But, and um, uh, while you're like <laughs> loading a gun. Yeah, exactly. So a question forces you to give pause. To stop. Mm -hmm. To stop. To take a breath, which allows whatever's at high tension at sorry my cat's decided to start scratching the counter right next to me Dexter, this ain't the time a question can give you pause it allows you time for actually certainly for the trigger moment to slow down yeah and even that moment that one moment that's again that that's just a suggestion that i'm putting forward no i love it because my like constant goal let's just say my goal for 2020 for self around like self-awareness and self-reflection is 
to like show up super unapologetically and authentically in every space, despite what's in that space. Mm. So that's super in alignment. So it's just like also a quick reminder of like, well, how do you actually, how would you actually show up in this moment? Right? Like, who am I? Mm. So it's like in those moments, then like the one that I described, you know, with somebody that I love deeply, I care about it. Logically, I know this person literally would kill somebody for me. You know what I mean? Like Mm. he doesn't murder people, but you know what I mean? The sentiment (laughs) of like, he would go to battle for me, protect me with his own life, kind of like family love. Mm. I can know that logically. And still my initial reaction was like, exactly. You know what I mean? And so in that moment, how would that have changed that dynamic if I was just like, who is Wheezy? Like, who am I? Mm. How do I authentically want to show up in this moment? Oh, well, I want to show up as myself. What does that look like? Okay, that looks like responding in this way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And obviously, I can do that very quickly. Yeah. yeah. But at least that initial question leads me into that path. I love it. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really like that. All right. I feel good. 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 Louisa Duran, thank you so much for being on this episode. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I still genuinely mean it. Good to hear. Thank you. You don't need a pedestal. That's a message that so many people out there need to hear. Again, talking about social awareness, there are hierarchies that are at play. And that is why all this unconscious bias work is being done and why bias is, you know, a topic among HR professionals and so on. It's because there's clearly hierarchy at play. And if coaching is all about raising a person's personal value in the marketplace, then it can't really ignore this element of hierarchy, social hierarchy. But what if you don't need a pedestal? What if you have everything that you need already in order to take on those moments where you see the hierarchy at play? What if you're enough? It's just taking that moment to breathe, stop, think about everything you know, think about how best you would show up in those situations and then going forward with that. Certainly with right now, and Louisa thankfully is not one of these people, but on the internet, there's a lot of immediate back chat, a lot of immediate replying, a lot of immediate vitriol, a lot of you are this, I'm not this. But where are we stopping to take a breath? Where are we stopping to go, hang on, let me just make sure I'm showing up in the right way here. I've had to put this into practice myself. But it really, really holds as a great practice if you're looking to move forward with peace and with connection and with a better world for everyone. How many times has a thought got in your way? How many times have you had a thought that's inspired you but you've yet to take action on it? On these episodes, I speak to people who are about social and self-awareness and accountability towards creating a much better world for every other human being. If this sounds like you, please feel free to get in touch with me. 
at the only other Dan on Instagram, Daniel Holly on LinkedIn, or you can email me at firstnaturecsm at gmail.com. That's one S T N A T U R E C S M at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to rate it five stars, share it with a friend if you think that they benefit from hearing it too.